And will that be MasterCard, Visa, or American Express? I watched in amazement as the lady next to me, Kathy, rang up another super duper ultimate sale for the satellite packages we were trying to sell. She got off the phone and I looked at her and I was like, you got to teach me how to do that. And all she said was, you just got to make like you're popular. They love to give popular people money. And we both laughed, but I never learned how to get money out of people over the phone. Hey, this is Michelle Spive, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as we talk about the popularity recipe. I'll see you on the flip. I was maybe a few months into this job that I had taken to get some benefits while I was in my graduate program, and I was having to sell satellite programming packages over the phone. Now, my saving grace was that I was on the side where it was inbound, inbound calls where people would call in who either already had existing services or was curious. And so I didn't have to do the cold calling stuff. But you know what? That doesn't even matter. What I remember about my short stint at this company uh, was that I just could not seem to find the spark and the magic. I couldn't seem to get over myself of being um, afraid to talk to these people, even though they were calling me. And I'll never forget it. I had the most wonderful person training me and her name was Kathy. Shout out to Kathy, wherever you are. And she had been doing this for a few years and she was the top salesperson in that division. And I watched her day in and day out. And no matter what, I couldn't seem to crack being as perfect as she was. I would sit there and no joke, I would listen to her talk to celebrities you know now back at this this time this was years ago uh they didn't have uh the the direct tvs and all of that that had taken over the nation so a lot of people who were using our services had homes out in remote areas and they could only get um satellite and they would put their satellites in and then they would call in for you know services so anyway she was selling all this stuff and I would listen to her talk to these people and she, it was like maybe a minute in because by the way the calls were timed and they were her best friends or so at least they thought and when it came down to it I asked her over and over again Kathy how are you doing this and all she could tell me was you just gotta make it seem like you are popular and they want to be your friend well the good thing is, is I remember Kathy and I remember that mm, that she had, that it that she had when it came to talking to people over the phone. And I remember when I finally started putting two, to, two and two together of what she was talking about. You see, Kathy was a doer and she had what we call in the business tacit knowledge. Now, tacit knowledge is procedural knowledge. It's um, uh, street smarts. It's the doer's code of you do it like this. They're the hands-on people. And a lot of times when people are really good at what they do, 
they don't know how to break it down into theory. Um, So you just have to kind of like just watch them and hope you can do it. Now, as I said in the A part, I never learned how to be that good. Most of the sales I made were, I guess, because people were just I don't want to say it was out of pity. I will say that they already kind of knew what they were going to to get. But it didn't take long. And when, once I started learning more about uh, cognitive behavior and all of the different things that make us who we are with regards to our personality. And there was this book that I got in... Um, my one of my classes. It wasn't now I will be honest. It wasn't in this this particular program. It was in another one. <laughs> and it was one of these books that I got. And I I I was already inundated with books that I had to read for the semester for this particular class. But I was really glad because two of those books I'll never forget. One of them was the one I'm going to mention today. And the other one was another one that I really loved. And so this one was called uh, Social Intelligence. Now, I, I had already heard about Daniel Goleman, uh, uh, his uh, groundbreaking emotional intelligence or his EI um, index, quotient, whatever you want to call it, EQ, excuse me, EQ. And so I was a little familiar with him. But when I got this book and the other book I got, and uh, during that particular class was called Mindfulness, and it was so good. Mindsight was the name of the book. But let me just tell you what I started getting. So when I uh, started delving into this in um, my uh, psychology master's program, we were looking at the creative spark. And in order to do that, we were looking at a lot of neuroscience, uh, neurobiology, and starting to look at this thing called intelligence. Now, let me just cut to the chase. As we know right now, and we know that certain people have just a knack at doing certain things. We agreed on that, right? Some people are just naturals at sales, and some people are just naturals at numbers and all of this. And so when I was uh, going through this program, I would oftentimes, I mean, this this particular class, I would think back on Kathy. And I was like, she was, she was, everybody wanted to be her friend. And what I started to learn was, is that this woman had these ingredients that Daniel Goleman talked about in his two major books. She had spot on um emotional intelligence. Now, emotional intelligence just simply has to do with you understanding what is going on with you and even with the person that you might be um, interacting with so that you're not disconnected from your feelings. And that's easier said than done. Um, They, you know, hypothesize that half the population it takes them a minute to understand their their emotions. And when I say a minute, I'm not talking about a real minute. It Sometimes they have to go off and think about what's going on before they can realize what they're feeling. And then the other half is spot on. They know. But even with that, within that, it takes a certain amount of familiarity with your emotions to correctly assess them in the heat of the moment. So this book, Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman talked about that. 
But the one that we were reading in this class was called social intelligence. And the social intelligence took took the step uh, past having emotional intelligence where it was you, you personally and the one-on-one to where it wanted you to understand that you got to be able to read the room or or read the environment correctly to be able to navigate it. And so it was more so about relationships, about um, leadership and business. And when it came out, now the emotional intelligence one had already infiltrated business um, uh, trainings and all of this kind of stuff to help people to individually know how best to do what they needed to do at work. But then when the social intelligence uh, came in, it took off. Now, I'm going to just say this, that these two, emotional intelligence and social intelligence, are simply about understanding your feelings because your feelings directly impact your behavior, okay? And so this was a different way of thinking because most intelligence was about what you know instead of how you feel. So it was groundbreaking at the time, okay? But I'm going to even go back and I'm going to do another um, podcast highlighting this gentleman um, because he he's the grandfather of a lot of this stuff. So imagine with me, if you will, it's 1983. And there is this gentleman who has been able to um, come up with some top, uh, top down theories about intelligence. And the name of this man, he was an uh, American developmental psychologist. His name was or is Howard Gardner. And what he did was, is he said, you know what? The intelligence that we talk about right now is... um, not for everyone. We only tend to talk about the intelligence that deals with how many facts a person can retain, how well they understand language or um, or logic, logic and math. He says, but there are different things. And so he came up with these nine different types of intelligence. Did you know there are nine different ways you can be brilliant? Yes, there really are. So I'm going to go through them real quick. Because I want to get back to what I'm really saying about this recipe. So you have the naturalist, which means that these people are are, are smart when it comes to nature. Have you ever seen Bear Grylls and all these other people? They can just go out into nature and they kind of have this sixth, sixth sense about don't touch that that mushroom. It'll kill you. Or how to make a, f- a fire out of two sticks or how to tell what direction they're in when it comes to being in the middle of the woods or orientation of never losing their car in a crowded parking lot. That's those people. Then, of course, you have the music ones. Now, music, musical intelligence uh, has to do with uh, rhythms and sound. And so they're very smart with that. And it's not just music. Uh, They tend to be in sync with the, the the rhythms and the tides of the world and they have a harmony with it. Okay, the next one you're you're familiar with it. Let's just, you know, it's logic and mathematics. So reasoning and 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 numbers and all of that kind of stuff. But then the next one is uh the next two actually uh cover what I just talked about with um 
the emotional intelligence and the social intelligence. Okay, so the next one he talked about, he named it existential. Now, the program that I was in when I learned about this was an existential and creative uh, psychology program. So that was right up their alley. So, of course, they were going to, you know, teach us about this. But existential is just a fancy name for 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 uh, our uh, journey to try to answer who are we or who am I? And so existential, just think of it as being life smart, okay? And then the next one is interpersonal, where you are people smart. So think when I was talking about Daniel Goleman's emotional intelligence, that would fall under existential. Learning who you are includes how you feel and how to put the proper labels on it. And then the interpersonal one where you're people smart has to do with how you interact with people, which is going to be covered in the social intelligence that Daniel Goleman talked about. All right, so then the next one um, is called bodily or kinesthetic. Now, some people call it somatic. And what it simply means is you are very in tune with your body. You find a lot of athletes, dancers, and um, um, other types of uh, people who have to rely on their movements to be able to do what they do. And they have a, a, an intelligence when it comes to how to move their body. So their body's smart. All right. So now the next one is the ling- linguistics one. And that's the one where you're word smart. And I'm actually going to be talking a little bit about that one as well in this recipe that I'm getting ready to get back to. Now, the last two of uh, what uh Dr. Uh, Howard Gardner said, he talked about intrapersonal, where it means that you're self-smart. That one kind of overlaps with the interpersonal and the existential that I talked about, because intrapersonal means that you're able to articulate um, in a fashion to other people about who you are. And so, again, that goes with the emotional intelligence and the social intelligence that I talked about. And then we have the spatial. Uh, intelligence. That's the last one. And that's where you are picture smart. It's kind of like people who have an ability to visualize their world in a 3D. It's kind of like their imagination is on hyperspeed where they can turn something around in their mind in theory. Um, You get a lot of inventors that even fall into this spatial intelligence. Uh, People who are machinists and crafters and uh, who are able to architect and build stuff. So you have those. Now, let me get back to this recipe. So now that I've told you the first two, I'm going to say this. The first two are nice. Everybody, um, for the most part, has heard about these. But I'm going to talk about the next two. And I like to call this the uh, popularity um, tetrad, the four components that you kind of want to know about. And I'm gonna just going to tell you, the reason why I'm even talking about this kind of stuff, these, these podcasts of giving you all this information, is because I am starting to see that It is imperative that we be able to understand who we are, how to behave around others of what's really going on, and then these next two things so that we can be able to remain viable, have great livelihood, interact with each other, and all of that. Um, So the next two, so I talked about the emotional and social intelligence, okay? So the next two, the first one is communicative intelligence. Now, communicative intelligence goes back to that 
respect her personal intelligence that Dr. Gardner talked about. And when you communicate, this is something that if you don't pay pay attention to nothing else I say today, listen to this part. I want you to understand that those people who have communicative intelligence, whether it is natural, whether or whether it is skilled, are going to do way better than most other people who are not in the hardcore technology sector. Why do I say that? Well, for one thing, you see it already happening. People who either have this this natural skill or work on it all the time are going to be your influencers. They're going to be able to articulate well. They also operate in that linguistics uh, intelligence that Dr. Gardner talks about. Because when you have communicative um intelligence, you're able to sway people with your words. You're able to get them to do stuff and follow you or um, influence them to embrace something that they may not have been um, thinking of embracing before. You see, what when you have this communicative intelligence, you understand how to motivate people moods, and crowds. Um, A lot of people who say that they are energy workers fall into this if they really are good at what they do. Because part of this, being able to understand what's going on relies on the fact that they already have great emotional intelligence and great um, social intelligence. And so what they're then able to do is they're able to read the room, read the mood, understand the body language. They're really great at public speaking or acting. Uh, a lot of times you'll find them in political positions and um, you'll also be enthralled with how they speak. And a lot. now get this part. Because it's an interpersonal kind of thing with the ability to use linguistics, you know, their words, they're also very good at active listening, meaning that they're quick on it. You give them something, they can turn on a dime and give you something back that is very engaging and on point. So there's that. And the reason why I talk about this is because the way we talk to each other, whether it be personal or business, we have to make sure that if we don't, if we don't naturally have that gift, we got to be working on it because the way you communicate is the way you make your way in life. From here on, everything is digital and most of the time we are not spending as much personal one-on-one time with each other unless we are forced to. And that means, you know, if you're going to work, you got to be around your coworkers and people are having to spend more and more time at work or especially if they have children, more and more time at work and then after school activities only to get home, eat a little bit of dinner, get everybody in bed and do it all over again. And then on the weekends, you got Saturday, which is your own personal work day. And then you might have Sunday, but that means you're trying to get ready for the next week and do all the little things that you try to do and relax. And so you don't really have a lot of time to spend as much personal or or in-person time with people that you used to. 
but it's all good because you can become really good at, at doing it in how you post, how you communicate with people, just even learning how not to take to, to how to write things that are not taken out of context. It's a real big deal. You know, so there is that. Now, this is the one that I finally realized that my friend Kathy way back when really hit the nail on the head with. And um, I re- I read this book and, and you know, I, I read it from time to time, but I read this book a long time ago and you probably have too, but it's called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It's either Carnegie or Carnegie. I think it might be Carnegie. But anyway, in that book, he talks about how, you know, his, it's kind of autobiographical because he talked about um, him growing up and learning certain things and how to sway people and all this kind of stuff. And it just seemed like, oh my gosh, he is a wizard of this stuff. But what I learned was that he already had the communicative intelligence that I talked about, being a great orator, public speaker, being able to read a a crowd, you name it. But this is the biggest one. So if you have made it to this point, I want you to listen, listen, Linda, listen. It's called contextual intelligence. And that is a fancy word for street smarts. Now, with the street smarts, Remember when I talked about how Kathy was really good at what she did and when I would try to ask her to break it down for me, she was like, well, you just do this and do that. And I ended up having to watch her. It's because with this street smarts, you have what they would call procedural knowledge, tacit knowledge, meaning that you are a doer. You are a hands-on kind of person. You are a baptism by fire. You are a kinesthetic learner, meaning you have to be tactile and put your hands on it. But that's not a bad thing because that is what it takes in today's society for you to be popular. Think about it. Most of the people who are movers and shakers, whether they are influencers online, growing a business, getting promotions at work, keeping their jobs, um, having great relationships with friends and people of different um, levels of t- or types of relationship is because these are the doers. These are the people who excel at rolling their sleeves up and getting into life. And so That's the biggest thing that I saw she was doing. Like when I thought about what Kathy would say, she would, she would ask them, um, what does your dish look like? You know, what kind of area are you in? And then she would actually talk to them and, um, make them understand that she had experience because she had a satellite and she would say, okay, well, when you do this or you do that, or if you're here or there, I would encourage you to get this product or that product. And then they would ask her, oh, well, have you had experience with this one or that one? And, you know, she was like, well, I only have a certain type at my house, but I did check this out and that out. And I mean, she would actually go into the resource center that they had there, pick up different remotes. She would, um, look at the different channels. And so she was very hands-on and I had been totally missing that. I was so busy trying to get what they call explicit learning or, um, uh, or, uh, where it's, um, directive where it's, it can be written out step one, step two, step three, that I was missing what her true 
superpower was. And that was to connect with people on a level that says, hey, I'm just like you. And um, I do this by experience. And so they trusted her. And they, of course, gave her the money (laughs) because she was now what I thought she was their friend and she could have been, but now she was their leader in kind who they put their trust in because Kathy, um, she showed them instead of told them that she understood their product, their needs and all this kind of stuff. And that kind of stuff it can be it can be made to look easy, but its application can be hard because a lot of times it takes practice to be able to be on that level with people. It's kind of like, are you um, the the doer or the the talker? You know, the the theory or the true application. Okay, so the wisdom smack that I am getting now. Based on being out here in these streets and what it takes, um, and I'm saying this because I'm seeing a lot of people who are trying to make transitions from one job to another for whatever reason, whether you were downsized or had to move or you need to make more money. And that is not happening to the point where people are having to try to supplement what they're doing and or trying to... um, start a side hustle, side business. And I'm going to tell you that out here in these streets, you've got to come with it and up your game. Now, this is the wisdom spec. Listen to this for real. If you made it to this point, I need you to pay attention. There is a recipe for being able to be viable to whether you need more friends or you want to upgrade your life or whatever it is. Make sure that you are emotionally intelligent, meaning that understand yourself, understand whether you are that person that immediately knows, oh, this is what I'm feeling. Or if you're that person that it takes a moment and you have to go back and process, that's okay. As long as you start to understand when I am in this moment, in this state, or in this feeling, or in this situation, this is what's going on with me. And learn it on about other people too. Don't be blind to uh, cues and signals. Whatever you have to do, you can find so much stuff on um, research online to show you how to even read microaggressions, to read facial expressions, tics, and all that kind of stuff. So there's no excuse. And of course, you want to not only do that on the emotional level for you and, you know, one-on-one, you want to be able to do it socially. You want to be able to look at the social movement uh, to be able to do that. I'm going to be talking. Uh, about understanding patterns and and different things that have to do with this as well in another podcast. But for today, get those two things. It's real easy, but it takes work. And then the next two, you want to be communicative. 
That means that you want to learn how to express yourself. Too many times I'm seeing people that they have a thought, but somewhere between the thought being formed in their mind and getting it out, there's too much padding. Uh, When they write, they're not writing with a beginning, a middle, and an end of a thought. Uh, They're going in circles. They're diluting their message, and they are not understanding how to communicate. And it goes past that. You not only have to understand how to communicate, but you have to be contextual, meaning that when you are on different platforms, you got to understand the background. You got to understand what is surrounding you that is going to put a spin, a complexion, a taint, an adjective, or a meaning on what you are saying. People on Twitter have a different viewpoint and it could be the same person, but when she's on Twitter, she's having a different viewpoint than when she's on Snapchat, Instagram, um, YouTube, Facebook, and the like. And you got to learn how to communicate on those different platforms in those different ways. And then let's talk real fast about this context because this one, this is the one that if you nail this, you're going to be okay. There is this famous statement that has been making the rounds and that is, don't try to teach, document. Don't try to uh, give people the, the facts. Give them your journey be able to find a way to express it. That's why I talk to you guys and tell you these stories of what I'm learning and what I'm reading and what I'm doing because this is a translation of that street smarts of this is what I have learned. This is what I'm doing. This is where I am because I'm taking you on the journey with me. And those people who understand contextual Contextual intelligence, being street smart, being able to uh, show your experience out here in these streets, those are the people who are actually moving forward and connecting with folks. Because when the rubber meets the road, people want to interact with folks who are in the fight, who are out there hitting the road or whatever it is you're doing day by day. That's what matters. Not some theory, not some uh, secondhand or thirdhand knowledge, but what are you doing out there? Share that with us. So that is the popularity recipe. I'm going to repeat it again. Make sure your social and emotional t- intelligence is up to speed. And then you want to shore up your ability to connect, to sway, persuade, to uh, be able to be brief to the point of what you want to say. Understand how to write in a way where it's not ambiguous. And then you want to employ your street smarts and be able to share what you know how to do through experience. And that is the contextual um, intelligence. So guess what? Yeah, it came too fast, but my time is up and I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Thank you. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and review. And use our, a- our, our Amazon link when you shop at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ.
And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.